Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains. I'm ex-Eagles tight end Ken Dunnick, along with my partner, former Eagles beat writer Mark Eckel. And we're going to talk a little bit about Eagles football. They fell short at Pittsburgh. But I want to remind everybody that this podcast is brought to you by Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine, the only men's magazine in the Delaware Valley. If you'd like more information on our Legacy Club Business Network, please contact me at 856-912-4007 or email me at ken at jerseymanmagazine.com. So, Mark, the Eagles uh, went to Pittsburgh. I thought it was a tough matchup for them. Uh, And they played, I thought, in my estimation, a little bit better than I expected for a couple reasons. Um, I I thought it would be very difficult for them to run the football against that defense, especially with their offensive line being so injured. And actually, that was the case. With the exception of the 74-yard run by Sanders, they only had 94 yards rushing for the entire game. So if you take out that chunk, their rushing game was, was totally stymied. I thought their offensive line protected Carson Wentz relatively well. And I also thought Wentz had his best day as far as throwing the football. What are your observations about the game? I I kind of agree with you, but we really lowered the bar. I mean, that's true. (laughs) I mean, people were saying Wentz played so well, he still threw two interceptions, which Mm -hmm. you you can't have that. Especially when your defense is on the field a lot anyway. You know what I'm saying? So he, he puts them back on the field two more times. That, you know, um, I mean, they're not. This isn't a good team. Let's just be honest. It's not a good team, I, and I and I think what the, the worst news of the day for the Eagles was not just them losing to Pittsburgh, but that win over San Francisco that got people a little excited. It might not have been such a good win since Miami went to San Francisco and well, took and took them apart. Well, maybe the sure. Niners aren't. Maybe that. Maybe the Niners just aren't good either. Well, the ni- the Niners are are very beat up right now, and Nick Mullins yeah. played terrible in that game. Right. I mean, that yeah. that added to the Eagles' win. But if you look at the numbers, the quarterback comparison, I, I found this really really interesting. Wentz was twenty for thirty five, as you mentioned, two D two TDs and two interceptions. Then the Roethlisberger was absolutely surgical back there in the mm-hmm. pocket for Pittsburgh, twenty seven for thirty four. 239, three TDs, zero interceptions. And when you look at him back there, I mean, he's just a cool customer. He's a a savvy veteran quarterback who knows what he's doing and plays with a confidence. And actually, he called that route, uh, singled up uh, Claypool against against Gary and won the football game for him. He saw that coming, and actually, I think he called the route at the line of scrimmage. And that's a really good play by a veteran quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big Ben Roethlisberger fan. I, I think he's a Hall of Famer without without question. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in recent years. I mean, I don't think he gets enough credit. I mean, he's he's won two Super Bowls. He's been to three. Um, now I'm, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Ben Roethlisberger, so I'm, I wasn't surprised. And again, he's going against an Eagle defense that, that yeah wasn't really prepared. I mean, they weren't. It's, and we've said this many times, Eagles linebackers, they, they don't care about their linebackers, and they play like they don't care yes. about their linebackers. They, they simply you know? can't cover fast receivers, whether they're tight ends or, or wide receivers. They, and they don't make they any do, plays. They, they can't do plays. it. Well, it's, it, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's fr- and um, their, their defensive scheme at times comes into question. Now, I've looked at that play a hundred times. I can't tell 
if the Eagles were in uh, straight defense or nickel or dime and on that last uh, uh, touchdown pass to Claypool. Um, But um, certainly uh, matching up a linebacker against uh, a receiver that's a threat down the middle is just a bad design, in my opinion. And and what I I mean, you know, Doug was asked about it um, after the game and then on Monday, and Schwartz was asked about it during his press. They might make a favorite, but I don't know if it's Tuesday or Wednesday. And they all they, you know, they gave the, and they gave Ben a lot of credit, which he deserved. But my thing is when you they they all admit it, yeah, Ben did that. I would I think the Eagles should have taken a time out there and straightened it out. There there was enough, you know. what I'm saying like why not? Yeah. Why not? When you see Geary's lined up against Clay, oh, oh, we don't. This isn't what we want. Well, well, well it's, it's it's they, not necessarily. It's not when you when you play cover two, which is what the Eagles were right. in in that play. It's not necessarily you don't know who's going to go down the middle until they right. start the route, okay? But you have to understand that if you, they do send a wide receiver down the middle, you don't have anybody that can cover them. Now, um, you know, Gary, uh, who does not cover that well to begin with, playing in front of him, if he's got middle responsibility, there's no way you can let a wide receiver behind you in that situation, which is what he did, and that's right. why the Eagles lost the game. It almost looked like he expected deep help, and there wasn't any. Yeah, well, there there is no deep deep help right. covered too. Exactly. <laughs> There's no safeties. The safeties have both sides of the field. But... Yeah, yeah. So as I'm saying, it looked like it, to me, it looked like the Eagles were confused. They were they weren't on the same page. Or, or Gary just flat out got beat. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt that he thought, you know, that it just it was a bad play. That's just it. It was a bad play by the Eagles. We can all, I, we can all agree on that. That that questioned Doug's play call on. Trying the, the long field goal right before that, uh, I would I would not have tried that. I, and well, I don't. What was the down and distance? Because I fourth and five, mm-hmm. fourth and five from wherever it was. Yeah, um, but it was, I mean that Pittsburgh is notorious. That's um, what do they call it? Heinz Field? Is it still called Heinz Field? Because they change names all the time. But I'm, I believe so. All right. Well, that that stadium is notoriously known for. Being the being the hardest place to to kick, I don't know if it's the winds, the way to design, whatever it is. Nobody, it's a hard place to kick field goals. And I, when when he was trying to, I was like, "There's no way he's making this field goal." And yeah. then you're, and then you're giving the Steelers the ball near mid. The same thing he didn't want to do against the Bengals, he did against the the Steelers. He spent a whole week explaining why he didn't try a field goal against the Bengals at home, where it isn't a tough place to kick, and then did it here. I would have putted the Steelers deep and tried to pin them down and well, get the ball back in good field position, or go for it. Well, not not another. being there, it's hard to say. I'm sure they had a conversation with the special teams coach that gave him the thumbs up yeah. that he could make the kick. You don't know if it's downwind or cross. We really you can't tell from TV. I know so, that it, that it would have been the longest field goal ever made at Heinz Field. Yes, yes, well, I heard. I heard. I'm that. not. I'm, I'm not taking that that chance. I'm not looking to set records. I'm looking to try to win a game. I thought, I thought one of the coolest things uh, involved with the game was, you know, the Eagles have an emerging wide receiver threat now and Travis Fulgham. I mean, 10 catches, 152 yards, one touchdown. And, and those, some of them were very well defended, tough catches. And, once was actually putting the ball on the money, which excited me a little bit because, uh, and Fulgham was running good routes and coming down with, with the football and, you know, hey, Alshon Jeffrey, you want to stay in the sideline? Deshaun Jackson, go ahead because we got a guy right now that's making plays. 
Well, that's that's a big decision that the Eagles are going to have to make in the next in the, in the coming weeks. With and I would go with the young guys. I mean, what's listen? Can they win a division? Yeah, because the division's the worst I've ever seen. But I think the big picture in the long run is I'd rather play the, the, this kid Fulham and, and and Greg Ward and the other and even Hightower um, when the other kid gets health, healthy Watkins. Play them because let's see what they got. Let's see what's going forward. Jeffrey and Jackson are not a part of the future of this team. I doubt either one will be on the team. No, they're not, but they're both making a lot of money. Yeah, well, I don't don't think Lurie's going to like If they're healthy, I don't think Lurie's going to stand for that, them sitting on the sideline when they're bringing millions of dollars. All that's going to do is, is, you know, stop the progress of the young guys, which I think is more important right now. I mean, I think they're they're both going to be offered up to any team that will take them at the trade deadline. Now, if they can find somebody that wants either one of those guys, good luck. I mean, they're not going to get much back, but that would be the ideal situation is to dump both of those guys and their salaries and, and move on because these young – that kid – now, I was going to ask you about, about him. I, I know you do a lot of uh, TAA games. Did, did you see him play at, at Old Dominion at all? Uh, I don't I – don't rem- I remember his name, but I don't remember necessarily anything about him. Of course, you know, when I've been doing this for – 25 30 years and you see so many right. players that it's it's hard to it's hard to pick one out but the, the name certainly uh, rang a bell with me hey you want to talk a little bit about you know eagles injuries um i thought the offensive line played respectable actually i was yeah. pretty excited about the way Milata played at left tackle lane johnson's got a problem he's got a chronic ankle he's not yeah. practicing i mean you know the offensive line continues to be a soft spot. And uh, I, I, at this point, I don't know what the Eagles do about it. They go with what they have, I guess. Right. I mean, um, <laughs> what else can you do with the No, point, no right? other I mean, choices. They, I guess they, they have that other guard who they, they signed a few weeks ago, Brown, Jamal Brown. Who <laughs> they, they keep asking Doug about him if, if they're going to get him in there. But I got, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's well, a tough question. I mean, well, they, while we're on the subject of injuries, let's look at the Eagles' injury report this week. Now, Sean Bradley out with an illness, doesn't practice. Uh, Fletcher Cox is out for personal reasons. Now, mm-hmm. listen, listen. I'm not. I'm not going to pass judgment on that because I don't know the situation. But it better be a very serious family type of situation for him to miss a practice. A team is one, three, and one and your defensive leader misses the most important practice day because of mm-hmm. personal reasons, uh, you know, I, w- I want to know what those reasons are. Uh, I don't think we'll ever find out. No. But uh, certainly Doug Peterson, I guess, put his stamp of approval on it. Sure. Marcus, Marcus Epps, safety, out with a rib. You know, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey actually had limited practice participation. with. The, so they weren't uh, resting? Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, look. They've rested so much they should be in the Caribbean. Come on, you know Lane Johnson doesn't practice with the the ankle. Jason Kelsey now has a a hip. Um, Avante Maddox actually uh, limited practice with his ankle. Uh, Asan Ridgeway another illness. I don't know if there's a flu bug going through the Eagles. Obviously it's not COVID because we'd hear about it. Duke Riley, linebacker, rib, doesn't practice. Richard Rodgers, the tight end they just picked up, has a neck, limited. Darius Slay had a concussion. I didn't hear about this until I saw the injury report uh, just now. 
and uh, Kayvon Wallace has has a neck. So that's 15 players on the Eagles' uh, limited or do not practice list, and and it's really hard to develop oh. continuity with with guys that yeah. aren't on the field. And there's and the one name that you said, if if Kelsey's if he's banged up, if he's in trouble, I don't know what they do. Then I mean, we're, we're, like you asked a minute ago about the offensive line. Well, he's been the one stable player on the line. I think he's I'm, – I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the only player to start at the same position all four games. Yeah, he's a rock. He's an absolute rock. I mean, if, he's, if, if he's out I – first of all, I don't, I don't even know who would play center. Yeah. Me neither. I have a backup um, center, but I don't, I don't know who it is. And, and that's, that would be scary because then, then you're, oh, man. Cause, I mean, he makes all the calls. He does – I'm sure he's been a big help to these young guards. If he's out, Baltimore's going to have fun. I want to play defensive line for Baltimore this week. If he's out. They, they may have fun anyway. Hey, the Eagles make a, a curious roster move. They waive uh, recent draft choice Casey Tuhill, who impressed them in camp. I'm not exactly sure what's going on there, but it just seems a curious time uh, yeah. to waive somebody. Maybe they're trying to fill other positions. Let's talk a little bit about he Baltimore. He got picked up, by the way, too. He got picked oh, did up he? I didn't see that. Okay. Washington, Washington claimed him. Interesting. So, that's, um, Let's talk a little bit about Baltimore. Uh, how are you going to defend Lamar Jackson? I mean, he's you got to spy him. Yeah, you, have say. To, you have to spy him with a defensive back because the linebackers won't be able to catch him. So that means you got to play nickel and dime all day long, which means that he's the, run. the running game is going to be uh, prevalent for, for Baltimore. Do you see a scenario where the Eagles can be successful against this team? No. I really don't. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but don't, don't I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen in football. We, you know, we, you both been, we, we both been around long enough to see games that you thought, you know, a team couldn't win, and they find a way. I mean, they're going to put it this way. There's no margin for error. The Eagle, they can't turn the ball over. Number one, Wentz can't throw two interceptions. They can't fumble because that's just good. That I mean, they're they're behind the eight ball when the game starts. If they give Baltimore the ball a couple times, no, then it's going to be a blowout. So they have to play. A, they have to be flawless offensively in terms of turnovers. Same with penalties. They they can't have stupid false starts or or um, you know they can't jump off sides with you know again going after Lamar Jackson can cause all kind of problems there so they have to limit the penalties no turnovers and the defense has to get a couple turnovers I, I could, you're yeah. saying the Eagles they got to play a tight game like the coach used to play play it tight <laughs> boys. hey um I, I assume you don't want Le'Veon Bell on your team no they don't need a running back that's okay. that's the least of their needs right okay well let's I don't mind be, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind God. We'll be back next week. Hey, I just want to mention okay. that I'll be doing the Temple game for ESPN oh. this weekend. Tune, if, tune in if you can. And what next time? week we'll be back with the Bird Brains, 12 noon on Saturday. Hope to see everybody there. Take care, y'all.